Welcome, welcome, welcome to the MMA Amigos podcast. First episode. First episode, dude. First right epi. First epi. First and no judgment if you need an epi. Sometimes people just need epis, you know? I don't know <laughs> why we're talking about <laughs> Dude, EpiPens, you know? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, it's just some people just need them sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, listen, I guess we'll just come prep with an EpiPen for the next time. Yeah, exactly. Just come prep with an EpiPen. Almost almost come come prep with an EpiPen as well as an inhaler like George Sim. Oh. Or uh, like, uh, uh, what was that? Uh Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, yeah, that freaking mook. <laughs> Greg Hardy, what Listen, a dude, dumbass. Those aren't steroids, bro. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but real talk, though, did you ever have any of those kids in, like, high school or, like, middle school who had to stand up in front of class and show you how to use the EpiPen on them if they ever, like, passed out? Uh-uh. Like, you never had any of that? No. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I never yeah, witnessed this, that like, at all. Little, little fake EpiPen huh. that you would test off. <laughs> <laughs> Just stab them? <laughs> yeah. You just missed. You're so nervous. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> um, so on this episode of uh, MMA Amigos, we're just talking about no, about EpiPens. It'll be a good yeah, time. It'll be a great time. Obviously, you're here for the good time, not a long time. Yeah, and EpiPens obviously do that for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, probably about time we introduce ourselves. So we are brothers recording a podcast. Uh, my name's Gabe. And I'm Carlos. Carlos. Um so, yeah, we, uh, we've wanted to start a podcast for a pretty long time. Um, we're both huge MMA fans, and uh, we really enjoy the sport, the world, I guess, kind of surrounding it. And uh, we wanted to kind of share our opinions, you know, because we like to shoot the shit, and, and we think uh, people would like to shoot the shit with us. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just a little bit more background, like why we like MMA, yeah. UFC. Yeah. Like our dad uh, – first generation here in, in the United States, he loved fighting yeah. growing up. I mean, we wa- watched a million boxing events, mm-hmm. found out about UFC the night that Forrest Griffin bo- fought Seth and Bonner. And uh, from there, and it he, was like... And then they won- both won uh, <laughs> contract with the UFC. Yeah. That was old, man. Yeah, that's like, is, man. A, I feel like... That's I, like... That's a, um, back when they were still doing... Or I guess they're doing it again, but it's tough now. But they were they called it a... Or no, it was the Ultimate, yeah, it was fighter, ultimate fighter before. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. was. But I mean, that was like the night that I think a lot of the United States became yeah. UFC became fans. Because oh, yeah. I mean, before that, it was just like, oh, you know, these guys just get in the cage and free yeah, Neanderthals. Off. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then the Gracies come around and yeah, you know, and then they whoop everybody with their BJJ. <laughs> just freaking BJ, BJ, J and everybody. BJ, J. <laughs> um, but yeah, Carlos and I both uh, wrestled in high school. Carlos is, and he can speak a little bit more on this, but yeah, we both wrestled in high school. We had pretty good experience with, uh, um, I guess a fighting of sorts prior mm-hmm. to this. And Carlos is currently, yeah. Yeah. Doing a little doing bit my, of a uh, thing, well. Just starting, uh, starting my white belt journey. Yeah. <laughs> I just got done with my, uh, first tournament. So it was, it was great. Yeah. So, I mean, we got, we got that going for us. It's in yeah. our blood. We like it. We, we it's like in our blood cockfighting, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Freaking <laughs> EpiPen fighting. Bro. EpiPen fighting. You already know. Um, but yeah, so that's a little rundown of us and we'll, I'm sure you guys will learn a little bit more about us as uh, time goes on, but we, uh, we don't claim to be any experts at all, but no. we are just some fans. You know, I think the idea with the, with this podcast is to give people, uh, an opening, you know, open the door a little bit for those that are wanting to get into MMA or UFC and just in general. Um, we want to break down episodes like uh, as best as we can and give our honest opinions about it and try to be as unbiased as possible. But we uh, we also enjoy or we also hope you guys enjoy our, our personalities and like to listen yeah, to us. Our bullshit views. Yeah. You know? like Yeah. This. I got dog shit views, bro. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't think I've ever won a single bet in my life. <laughs> yeah, so Carlos, uh, Carlos and I would do uh, fight nights at his house, and um, we would hold like a betting. fight nights. Isn't like we watch pay per view. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't, don't just like fight each yeah. other. Yeah, <laughs> um, but we would watch the pay per view events, and we would invite a, a handful of people, and we're we are lucky enough to get a uh, like a little replica, not a replica of a UFC belt, but it's a championship belt from our yeah. brother-in-law. It's like a, it's like a WWE belt, bro. <laughs> it's sick. So it's, pretty cool. um, it's like, it's like played in and everything. It's yeah, nice. It's, and it's got some weight to it. Yeah, it it does. really does. And it comes in like a nice case. Yeah. That case with like the felt. Who has that right now? I do. 
I, I lied to you guys. I, I apologize to the public. I, I do win shit. Um, <laughs> no, you don't, dude. Don't lie. Dude, stop, dude. People gave it to him on pity. Dude, relax, bro. <laughs> he paid for the fights, and he's like, please, guys, I paid for the fights. Just give dude, it to me. Just relax. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the way the, the, the betting goes for that is uh, we'll sit down, and everybody will bet out of 15 points. And then you'll, you have a total of 15 points, but you can put a max of five points toward a... On the um, main event fight card. Yes, on yeah. the main event fight card. And that, that wouldn't go toward any of the pre- early prelim or any prelim fights at all. Um, but, yeah, so we'd always uh, – Carlson, I think I, – I haven't won once, and I think you've won once. Nah, dude, I always tie. The problem is – okay, so, like, the problem is, is, like, there's no real nice tiebreaker to it. So yeah, like Basically, true. like, you have your 15 points. If your person wins, you get your points, right? Yeah. So the other night you add it up, and I always end up tying. And then from <laughs> ties, we go to, like, okay – then you decide like, okay, the two main events, how did they win? Unanimous uh-huh. decision or decision, submission, KO, TKO, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always end up tying even in that. And then I go to freaking rock, paper, scissors, and I never <laughs> win, bro. <laughs> I never win. I suck you suck. Yeah, I just have like the worst rock, paper, scissors record in the history. Yeah, you got no game with yeah. your hands, bro. <laughs> dude, relax, dude. That's not what um, But <laughs> um, so... Yeah, uh, we, again, this is just to state that our views are dog shit and we probably don't know what we're talking about, but we'll do our best to give you guys yeah. a good rundown. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah, we wanted to start off this episode by giving you a breakdown of UFC, two, UFC 297. So, um, El Strickland. Ah, Strickland. Oh, the Strickland. So that that was a Mexican doing an Irish accent for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got we got some Irish blood in us, just a little bit. Yeah, like one percent. <laughs> um, so the prelim fights start tonight at four thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Prelims are six p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and main card it will be at eight p.m. tonight, Mountain Standard Time again. Um, if you haven't caught on, we're in Mountain Standard Time. Yeah, yeah. So, and then another thing that we need to mention is that we're in Mountain Standard Time. So, um, no, we'll just sorry. So, uh, um, so for this first first episode, we're just going to give you guys a breakdown, really, of the main card. Um, we will discuss just briefly go over the names that are going to be on the early prelims. We'll give a little bit more breakdown on the prelims, but we'll go heavy on the early or sorry, the main card. Um, so I'll just give a quick reading on early prelims. So we've got Malcolm Gordon, uh, when during our research, he was favored to win, uh, with 120 odd. And then he is fighting against Jimmy flick with a plus 100. So, yeah, it's a, the, the odds aren't so there's not such a big deficit between the two. I think it's a, probably a pretty close, even fight. Um, and then we've got Jasmine, uh, yeah, no, I have fun time pronouncing Juzuda Vichius. 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 <laughs> uh, she is minus 345 versus Priscilla Kashwara. Catch a chowra, dude. Catch a chowra. Uh, she is. Plus twenty seven five, and then we've got Johan Lainis, and he. Oh, actually, when I was doing my research on this, actually, I didn't. They didn't have odds, which was I found interesting. So, um, those ones we don't have the yeah, odds no, right no at this one moment. Wants to bet on, dude. Yeah, just... so <laughs> that's another thing too. If you are new to MMA at all, or if you're like trying to get into it, early prelims are for like those guys that are really just trying to get their name in the door, you know, um, Dana White is the like president of the, um, uh, what's that? Federation. The Federation, the, uh, um, promotion. So the promotion would be UFC in this case, but Dana White will watch those fights. And if you put on a pretty good performance, he'll give out like bonuses and whatnot at the end of the night. So if you do a good performance, get your name out there, uh, the odds of you climbing up the ranks are a lot higher. This is a good point actually right now to bring up too. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to approach this as like Gabe said at the beginning, like intro to like UFC and just kind of give like a, you know, we're not casual fans, I wouldn't say, but like, you know, that kind of border, like casual to like more religious follower of the UFC. Mm -hmm. So as we're dropping stuff, like, we want you guys to be able to learn a little bit about like the 
the UFC in general, Dana White, what yeah. the different refs are, all that shit. So, yep. yeah, we'll be dropping that kind of stuff here and there. Yeah, um, we'll do our best to kind of uh, reference it too and make sure we're not like uh, almost like alienating, alienating yeah. uh, people from yeah. what we're trying to say because it is it kind of can get a little. Uh, it yeah, gets a it gets lot convoluted. Yeah. yeah, it, it gets, gets convoluted. It's so actually yeah. off the coattail of that. Um, let me explain just like the bets, like the the odds here, just yeah. so you understand. Yeah, yeah. So the odds, uh, a negative odd is the favorite, and the positive odd is the underdog. And if you're betting money, let's say you go to Vegas, you let's say so with Gordon and Flick, mm-hmm. Gordon is negative one twenty, Flick is plus one hundred. So what that means is if you bet. $120 on Gordon being the favorite and he wins, you, you get a hundred dollars. Okay. And the other way around, if you bet a hundred dollars for Jimmy flick, you get a hundred dollars because his odd is plus 100. Okay. So you're, you're walking out 200 bucks. Yeah. With including Jimmy flick. what you bet. Yeah. Also want to call out really quick, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy flicks. Nice uh, name. So a lot of fighters, they like to create their own like nicknames. For instance, one of the more more famous would be Connor, the notorious McGregor. Um, And then you have like Dustin, the diamond Poirier. So this guy's name is uh, Jimmy the Brick Flick because he's bricked up. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to be bricked up when he's fighting, dude. I'm also pretty sure that Flick is the name of the ant in the... Bugs life. So that's the only thing I think of right now. Bricked up, Bricked up flick, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Uh, freaking Malcolm Gordon's going to be looking down. Have you seen, do you, you know that meme when uh, from like, I think it's Die Over Wimpy Kid, but it's that kid that's looking up smiling and it looks down like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah, exactly. So good. That's going to be uh, Malcolm Gordon when he wa- when he watches uh, Jimmy look, walk out bricked up. Bricked up. <laughs> it's going to be, it's gonna be money. Flick. Yeah, waving around as a little I, flick. You know what? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. It's fantastic. <laughs> that's apparently what you want to wake up for. Yep. Watch that. Okay, so now we're going to hop into the prelims um again 6 p.m mountain standard time standard mountain time <laughs> no dude that's wrong okay so uh first fight we've got a woman's strawweight bout so oh that's one thing that we probably should uh hit on really quick so um strawweight so there's multiple different weight classes within uh the ufc and a bunch of other promotions as well mm-hmm. um and they're slightly different so this is actually something good to note because if you think about yeah. boxing it's, it's slightly different yeah they, and they do differ throughout throughout each promotion um some do have the same ones and some will actually be different for instance like in wrestling and stuff like um flyweight was uh, it, at least when i was in school it was like 90 pounds like that was your yeah, lightweight. Cause you, yeah, because we have little guys. Yeah, you're little guys. So it, it'll differ. Um, but flyweight in the UFC is 125. Bantamweight, and this is in the men's division, by the way. Um, bantamweight is 135. Featherweight, 145. Lightweight, 155. Welterweight, 170. Middle ba- middleweight, 185. Light heavyweight, 205. Heavyweight, 265. Yeah, and one thing to note, too, is these guys don't walk around at this weight. Most That's of these true. guys walk around like 20, 30 sometimes even 40 sometimes pounds. well yeah and then you look at somebody more. like uh alex Pereira, who walks around like 60 pounds over which yeah. is insane to me so we like to call those guys uh weight bullies so those are the type <laughs> of guys that um they walk around again like let's take a, a alex Pereira. um they walk around at let's i don't know put it at like 220 or something like that if i remember correctly um and then he goes and fights at 185 right and the reason for doing that is because they have the strength of that higher weight and then they just trim off the fat dehydrate themselves whatever they got to do to get down and then these guys will weigh in and then they immediately start just ingesting all the liquids they can to get the hydration back up which is crazy to me there's a we'll hit on this a little bit down the line um with sean strickland but he looked bad at the weigh-ins bro did, did you bro. see those yeah. he looked flush like he, yeah, i don't his, know his fight camp must have been rough or something man and i'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. i mean a lot of these guys right they they kill themselves during fight camp so fight camp generally is 
refer to the time that you are taking to specifically train for like your upcoming fight. That's a fight camp. Yeah. Uh, usually, I don't know. I, I'm not even going to say usually. I don't freaking know. Like six <laughs> weeks or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it Well, Usually they give them a, a pretty good advance. So I think it's yeah. like seven to eight weeks or so. Yeah, of it's fight some, camp. something around there. I'm sure I right. could probably Google it, but I'm not going to right now. Yeah, <laughs> we could find out, but yeah. we're not going to. <laughs> um, it's the Mountain Standard Time shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. That's a, yeah, that's the Mountain Standard Time brain. This will suck. Um, now, so okay, so we'll move on to women's division. So straw weight, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, so straw weight is going to be 115 flyweight, 125 bantam, 135 featherweight, 145. Uh, one thing, one important thing to note out there is obviously there is a much more in the men's division. Um, that in part has to do with women's MMA being not like, not that it's not enjoyed by people, but I think it's very, it's not, I don't want to say very new, but it's still a new thing for a lot of, uh, women fighters. Um, one name to bring up that will always come up when referring to women's MMA is Ronda Rousey. Um, she is a huge name in the MMA world. Uh, I think a lot of people have, yeah, I don't think there's anybody in the middle. I think either people love her or they hate her. Yeah. And I hate her. I hate her. She's the worst. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she served her part. Like, I mean, she was to your point, like she was the pioneer for like women's MMA, uh, when it's being brought into like this, this limelight, right? Mm -hmm. Like prime time, like she was really the one, but yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, it's up and coming still. There's probably going to be heavier weight classes to get introduced Eventually, at some point. Yeah. But yeah, maybe just a participant thing or just like a body frame thing, you know, yep. like you just, but I'm sure that at some point we'll see, we'll see some more weight classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think another thing too, to, to point out is like, kind of to echo what Carlos just said is the, the body frame, you yeah. know, like as much as we'd like to say that there's not much of a difference between male and female bodies, like mind you though, I think any of these women could beat my ass. I mean, like, dude. but, but the thing I is like, love it if they did. what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is that like, I think, uh, uh, it's going to take some time for women, like, I guess bigger women to want to join the UFC or to get uh, into that kind of realm. Um, not saying it will happen, but I'm sure it will. And those are probably going to be some of the most exciting fights. Dude, bangers. Dude, when they first started, and I don't know if you have the same sentiment, but when they, when women's fighting first, uh, or I got into it, or sorry, not got into it, but the uh, uh, UFC introduced it and I started watching more of the women's fights, they go crazy. They're nuts. Yeah, dude, they're freaking, they just go forever. I mean, yeah. you're, you're talking about like this fight right here, like this very first one. So yeah. Jillian Roberts versus... Poliana Viana. Feels like Say that. sausage, bro. <laughs> dude, did you just tell me you're feeling Vienna sausages? Listen, dude, I just told you that I like to get beat up by women. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Um, hey, no king shaming here. Hey, dude, you just shaved me, bro. No, I didn't. Okay, listen, this is probably a really exciting fight for yeah, a lot of Yeah, it will be, it will be. Jillian Robertson, mm-hmm. I follow her on Instagram. I know her personally. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I lied to you. I just follow oh. her. Um, <laughs> no, man. She's a, I mean, when she's not training for a UFC fight, she is heavy, heavy into the jujitsu world. Okay. Huh. So she's uh, she's constantly out there fighting. Uh, she's constantly out there doing her thing. I I give the win to to Jillian just simply based on her like fight ethic, man. I mean, I think she's always prepared. Her fights in the past have always been pretty entertaining. Uh, she's got that submission. She's got the uh, the stand up. I don't really like where she's coming from right now, just given her her last handful of fights. But I think that given her out of the octagon experience. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put her down for a submission on the Brazilian, on the Brazilian, on the Vienna sausage, on the Vienna sausage. <laughs> um, you know, I think that's where I'd have to uh, probably disagree with you. Okay, get out. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, see you guys later. <laughs> um, so the main thing that high, that kind of stands out to me with uh, Pollyanna is her twelve first round finishes, um, zero wins by decision. Five knockouts, eight yeah, submissions. She's, she's got that power, bro. 
She's got power. She's got she's got the ground game. Um, so I think I would definitely opt in for uh, Pollyanna Vienna, uh, Dama de Ferro. That's I, her. Uh, I don't know what Ferro means, but I don't know. It's probably Portuguese. <laughs> she should call her say yeah, Pollyanna. Vienna sausage, Vienna. I don't even pronounce your last name right. Could be Vienna. It's probably yeah. I apologize if we like butcher any of these names. These names are hard, man. Yeah, it's just a bunch of people. Um, you know, realistically though, okay. I mean, here's the thing, dude. It's like, yeah, I mean, stats wise, Pollyanna probably takes it, but I just, Mm -hmm. I just like, I just like Jillian, bro. I, I think she's great, and I don't follow. Pollyanna on Instagram. So that's <laughs> freaking mook. Um, so, and interestingly, Jillian is actually exactly what we were just talking about. She is sort of a weight bully. Uh, she walks around at 155, but is fighting tonight at a 115 straw weight. Um, so that is, that is another thing that goes into her favor. Another thing that comes with weight is knockout power. You know, that's going to give you the, the upper hand on somebody that's smaller than you um, because they just can't produce that amount of power behind their fists. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, let's run down the prelim card really quick. So we got Jillian Robertson um, favored at minus 192. Vienna at plus 160. That's, a, again, woman the straw weight. Uh, Sears Z-Day. Uh, Bantam bout 135 versus Ramon Tavares. Uh, both of these guys are debuting into the UFC. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We don't have too much uh, information on these guys because they're pretty, yeah, they're relatively new to the game. Well, not, not new to the game. Um, just new to the UFC. So we'll look forward to that fight. And then we, sorry. I just said, yeah. Yeah. So then we've got a featherweight bout 145 pounds. Charles Jordan, um, he is favorite favorite to win at one minus one seventy five versus Sean Woodson plus one thirty five, and then we've got a bantamweight bout one thirty five against Brad Conta favorite at minus one ninety two and Garrett Armfield plus one sixty. So yeah, we just gave our rundown of that first fight. Carlos has got Jillian Robertson by did you say submission? All right, I'm gonna go Vienna sausage by. Oh shit! Vienna sausage. I'm gonna go f- by sausage. <laughs> yeah, throw freaking Vienna sausage. Yeah, she's gonna throw Vienna sausage at freaking <laughs> Jacobs. Um, hey, Vienna sausage. If you ever listen to this, you should sponsor. <laughs> Damn, or Jacobs. I said uh, I'm in Jillian. Um, I'm gonna go Vienna with a first round finish knockout. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go crazy on that one. All right. All right. All right. Respect it. <laughs> Respect. So next we've got Steer Heat C Day versus Ramon the Savage Tavares. So these guys again are the ones that are debuting. So this is their debut fight, um, which is pretty crazy actually to debut on a fight card like this because this is a big one. Yeah, I mean this is this is a nice one. I mean you have you know Sir Sir Hey here fighting out of Ukraine. You know. Mm-hmm. This is- Fighting for that liberty, man. I'm just going to give it to him just based on that. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's what's up. <laughs> I hear that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to, again, find too much on these guys. Um, but I don't know. I think uh, I'd probably give it to Sir, Sir Zay as well. I'm going to go against our our boy over here, Tavares. He is fighting out of the, the uh, United States. Uh, one interesting thing, too, to note about both of these guys and from the last ones. So Vienna is strictly jiu-jitsu. Well, her fighting style is jiu-jitsu. Jillian is MMA. So MMA style of fighting is a new-ish style of fighting, uh, and it really kind of came to fruition after the UFC blew up. If you So um, MMA is just mixed martial arts and that pretty much entails like a well-rounded fighter. Um, and that's a like one of the most up-and-coming fighters, their fighting style is going to be MMA. There's some kickboxers, there's some like strikers and stuff, but most are going to be MMA fighting style. Yeah, and it trains differently, right? Like a lot of these people who have, uh, you know, the base in, in jiu-jitsu or wrestling, like let's take a wrestler, right? D1 wrestler, comes out of college, Bo Nickel, right? Yeah, Bo, Nickel. Bo Nickel. Yeah, he's huge. Bo Nickel up-and-comer tearing it up mm-hmm. like i don't even consider him up-and-comer anymore like he's no he's he i think he's definitely though. solidified his position in the UFC. yeah i mean this guy's going prime time right like yep. it's it's uh his his 
background is wrestling and that's mm-hmm. what he grew up training. That's, that's where he was. And now he's introducing striking and he's introducing jujitsu and he's yep. introducing like all this stuff as opposed to somebody who has an MMA background or an MMA like base. These guys are training differently. That means that when they're training their, their stand up game, they're going to mix in takedowns. They're going to mix yep. in this other stuff. Yep. And so it just is different the way they train and the way that they fight. You notice it a lot, mm-hmm. like especially with someone like Bo Nickel or some of these jujitsu guys, right? Jujitsu guys, jujitsu girls, whatever, like they're going to want to take it to the ground, right? Yeah. That's where their yep. strength is. Someone who has an MMA background might be okay standing up. They might be okay on the ground. Usually they don't have like a, like a predominant, hey, we're going to go this way, we're going to go that way. Yeah, It eventually carves out, but ultimately... I personally think that when you have a strong game, whether or not that's like your stand up, your mm-hmm. wrestling, your jujitsu, right? If you have that strong game, you stick to your game plan. That's usually when you get a lot of these guys who do tend to shine more, right? Mm-hmm. And every mm-hmm. single one of these like champs, every single one of these guys that's coming up, they have predominant forces in their game mm-hmm. that make them a difference maker in the fight. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a again like i guess just to reiterate what he said is like a difference maker is like that's a fight winning move you know and yeah. i think uh it's one of the more famous people to bring that to um like popularity initially i would say it was probably george st pierre you know george yeah. st pierre mind you i think he was more jujitsu as well but he was probably one of the most well-rounded fighters uh that was in the game you know, at least during that time, you know, he was a, he was an aggressive striker. He was a great grappler. He was, he was a fantastic jujitsu artist. Like he was, he was one of the people that really, um, uh, what's that word? Like led, uh, uh, the yeah. MMA fighting style, if you will, um, through two of the UFC. And a lot of people are now, yeah, labeling that as their fighting style. Yeah, I think that era just <laughs> kind of rounded him out. But even then, I mean, George St. Pierre's his greatest thing was was wrestling. Yeah, like, I mean, even then, he still had like that strong suit, right? Right. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. I. Uh, but yeah, that's all. In, all of that was to say that Sir <laughs> uh, he C Day is a freestyle fighting. He's got a freestyle fighting style, and then Ramon is a MMA fighting style. Um, but I I do think. C Day takes it. To be honest, those uh those guys from Europe are just insane. It's like all the Dakistani guys. Yeah, man, all of those guys are insane. Ukraine, Russia, yeah. Pakistan. Seriously, all those dudes. It's all crazy. Everybody out there is just uh always going ham on their training. Which power to them. Um, next fight we've got Charles Jordan versus Sean Woodson. Uh, Charles Air Jordan. <laughs> so okay. stupid. Um. But I do like Charles Jordan, actually. I, uh, I've i seen a, a handful of his fights. He actually, do you remember when he fought Kron a little bit ago? Yeah. That was, yep. I think that was like actually a year ago. Let's see. 5'6", uh, 23, that was his fight with him. Yeah. So not, not a year ago. It was about six months ago. But uh, yeah, that fight was really good um, for Jordan, I think. But Kron just kind of showed that his... His fighting style is no longer very um, good. Yeah, for the maybe UFC. maybe even just like relevant. I guess relevant. Like, That's yeah, the word I, I mean, was looking. Not good. I think Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I mean, the Gracies were probably some of the greatest jiu-jitsu artists out there. You know, they they taught a lot of people. Yeah, they they they're the fathers, man. I mean, they're, they're the fathers. Yeah, um, but. I think it really, like Kron really exposed the holes in the game. Yeah, and to piggyback off that, it's like it's it's what I was talking about before with like the fighting styles, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's got jujitsu, great, but what about the other shit? Yeah, like, what about the other stuff that's really gonna like push you into this MMA world, right? Right, like, right. You can't just be defensive. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta be able to strike. You gotta be able to like take down. You gotta do all that stuff. So yeah, man, yeah. I'm gonna give I'm gonna do this one to to Mr. Air over here. Yeah, I not, think not the real Jordan. Not the real the Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Not the real Air Jordan, but the fake Jordan. Um yeah, I think uh more importantly with with uh Charles is that his fighting style with that Cron Gracie fight, he's a striker. 
you know, like I know we're kind of stuck on this Gracie fight, but um, he's a striker, you know, that's a very different, different opposing way to fighting than jujitsu. You know, jujitsu is all about like, Hey, I want to get you in a clinch. I want to get you on the ground, run some moves on you like that. You know, a striker is going to want to stand and bang. For sure. And you this know. guy, I mean, he can stand a big, but he's also got a lot of wins under submission, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. five wins about, under submission, eight knockouts. Exactly, right? And his striking, let's talk about his striking for a second. 50% striking accuracy. It's insane. It's solid, man. I mean, that's every other hit's hitting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's almost, got a, he's almost got a one. It's like a KD, bro. He's got a... <laughs> Uh, he's got a point six one right now for knockdown average. Damn, dude, you should face this guy in COD. Yeah, dude, I'd, he'd destroy me. I mean, a one KD. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Jordan takes it. I I do like Sean. The only thing I can't get over is freaking legs, dude. Looking at a picture of him, his legs are just tiny. They're little, little twigs. Yeah. Um, mind you, though, he does have pretty good. Uh, uh, ground game so his takedown defense is 83 percent accurate which is crazy yeah man he's quick he's quick and that's that's i think gonna be the biggest thing here is that he's fast mm -hmm. yep yeah i think he's he's fast he's uh he's efficient with his uh his uh attempts so takedown accuracy 80 percent on his fights right now yeah um, so we got a striker versus a grappler mm -hmm. usually these things are gonna go one of two ways right they're gonna stay standing or they're gonna go down so you have Mr. Sean that's going to try to take it down or you have Mr. Jordan who's going to try to keep it up. And so really it's just about one. I think it's going to come down to if Jordan can keep that distance and end and the two. fight quick. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. He's got to, he's got to outstrike him, be quick, keep the distance yep. and make sure his takedown defense is spot on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I think uh, I'm going to give it to Jordan though. Still agreed. Yeah. Jordan. Alrighty, next. And this is the last fight on the prelim card. We got Brad Superman Conta versus Garrett Armfield. Um, I'm going to give this one to Ar Armfield. He's relatively new into, he's been pro since 2018, but he's new to the UFC. Um, in the last, uh, I think he debuted in the last three years or so. Uh, four years. Four years. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think Garrett Armfield is just, he's quick. He's got an amazing, um, uh, knockout, uh, like what's that word? <laughs> average. That's what it is. Yeah. He's got an amazing knockout average. Um, his, uh, yeah, his takedown average or knockdown average is 1.2. That is insane. Solid, man. I mean, he's got bombs. He's yeah. Got that, bombs. Essentially that means almost every single time he hits somebody, he is doing damage and his takedown defense is at 75 percent. so what do we say crazy we take those stats and, and figure it out so we're talking about a guy who not only has bombs and good striking yep. but also can keep things standing up that's yep. that's a that's the best of both worlds right there so really you have a you have a grappler that goes in against him again kind of the same deal for this one is he's going to try to keep that distance and he's going to try to not get taken down to try to starch this guy yep yeah, I think uh, I think one big thing that Brad kind of has going for him is he is fighting in his home country, and so I think th that's another thing that we probably should mention. So the card is being held in Canada, um, Canada, Canada, uh, not Mountain Standard, it's not sad. Mountain Standard Time. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but um, so that's one big thing that I think comes into play quite often when you're fighting. Uh, if you have your country backing you. You know, that, that gives you a pretty big upper hand, in my opinion. Um, and it can get into the other opponent's head, you know, being there and hearing all the boos, hearing all, like, the, like, profanities coming at you, you know, uh, and then hearing your opponent get all the cheering. When you're fighting, too, you're yeah. hearing people chant your opponent's name. That can play some Ooh. games on your head, you know. That's what it is every time. Every time, man. It's just those coups. For some coups. reason, the UFC fights love the coups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's hit on this for just a second though. We're looking at a guy who just came out of tough. Yep. We, he just came out of tough. Uh, it looks like he probably had a UFC contract before that. I'm not really sure where the fight nights come from, but yeah. So he was in two seasons of ultimate fighter. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So I think maybe he was 
cut at one point. I'm not 100% so, well, sure. We'll look that up. Maybe someone will let us know. But, like, yeah, I mean, we're looking at a guy who either was cut from the UFC or had to back away, and now he's back after winning the uh, bantamweight tough 31. Yep. So this is his first fight in the UFC after winning that bantamweight title for the tough season. Mm-hmm. And now he's looking at his uh, at his first, like, contracted fight, right? Yep. So should be fun. Uh, I have not seen this guy fight. I, I haven't have, seen him either. I've seen a handful of these guys, but I'm, I'm giving it to, to Armfield here still. Yeah, I think Armfield is going to start him in probably the first two rounds, I would guess. The other thing, too, with, <clears throat> sorry, with uh, Conta is his average fight time is 15 minutes. That means so each round in the UFC is five minutes long. And you have for regular cards, you're going to have a three round fight. And then for main cards, you're going to have a five round fight, um, making for 15 or 25 minutes. So average fight time being at 15 minutes is, I mean, and it's obviously it just shows in his stats, nine wins by decision. Yeah. He's, yeah, just, it takes he's slow. Time. I mean, he, he takes time to get to his, his gro- rhythm, his groove, you know, and, He's a, he's a point fighter. And, yep. and one thing you'll learn about the UFC is, you know, fans don't really like point fighters. No, you, they want like, guy, you want a guy who's going to put some yeah. action, he's going to try to finish. Yep. It's fine every now and then if you win by points, totally get it. But no, we want a guy that's going to go in there and, and starch some people, submit yep. some people, right? So you know what? Armfield, man, just 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 on that, let's yeah. run it. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I, I was telling uh, – we were talking about this prior to the uh, episode here – um, and I was telling Carlos, I was like, I'm kind of juiced to watch Armfield fight. I uh, I haven't really watched too many of his fights either. Um, he hasn't been in the UFC for too long, but I do think he's going to uh, he's gonna stir up some waters, stir up some waters in the. Uh, um, he's 27 years old, man. I mean, I think yeah, the average age of most of the people on this card is around 30, 35. So yeah. he's a younger guy. He's got he's got some time ahead of him. So wish him the best. Hopefully, no injuries, and let's rock it. You know. Let's row. All right, so I got Armfield for that one. And you got Armfield as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So right now we're, we're not going to give a rundown of the main card in the beginning just because we're going to talk about each fighter individually and then who they're fighting after that. So first round, we've got a featherweight bout, 145-pound. Uh, Arnold Almighty Allen versus this crazy freaking sob from russia mavsar evolov i think arnold's screwed but we'll see <laughs> um again i think uh we we spoke about it just a minute ago but those guys from russia are crazy man they're nuts they have a lot of discipline and a lot of uh drive to be the best which is awesome i think a lot of these fighters want to be the best they do what they can to be the best but those dudes out in russia it just are something in the water, man. Something in the water. They come yeah. here and just piece it up, you know. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Evliov or well, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce, pronounce his name. These. Um, just based on based on a handful of things. Okay, he's on a 17 fight win streak. Which one thing to point out with that too is most of those fights or most of those wins did come out of the UFC, but he hasn't lost, which is still a big feat especially being 17 fights in your pro, pro career. That's yeah. insane. It's crazy. It's a crazy It's a crazy stat. His takedown defense is 71%. Like, these guys are just bred to grapple. I mean, yep. you look at these guys, you look at Kamzat Jameev, you look at Khabib, Khabib yeah. you look at any of these guys, right? Like, they're all going to have this crazy, insane wrestling base mm-hmm. that not a lot of people in the UFC can really stand up against. Yeah, and that's a that's a big thing too. Like, I was reading a or I was watching a video where somebody was like, um, anal- or breaking down one of uh, Khabib Khabib's fights, and they said that the muscles on his back, those muscles that he has that are coming coming from his like uh, his like lat and down to his like almost his butt. Yeah. Um, they said that you don't just get those with like working out. That is like a lifetime of wrestling of essentially wrestling bears you yeah the wrestling <laughs> bears exactly um that you get those types of muscles and a lot of these 
freaking Russian guys or the Dakistani guys, a lot of them have those muscles. It's crazy to yeah, see. Yeah, man, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it's like you take it back. We were talking about George St. Pierre earlier. Mm-hmm. You take it back to like guys like Matt Hughes, for example. Yeah. Those guys had similar muscles on their back. You go back and look at those fights and tell me you don't want back muscles like Matt Hughes. Yeah, it's or crazy. Guys like, or even guys even now currently mm-hmm. like Michael Chandler, for example, right? These like sturdy wrestlers who just have been grueling for decades man like you just see it you just you just see those guys walking around even on the streets you don't even have to know what you're looking at you know that guy you know that guy's yeah right you know he's freaking jocked exactly (laughs) um yeah i think there are some things that arnold or alan does bring to the table um his takedown defense is pretty good He's got a 76, 76% takedown defense, which is pretty awesome, um, especially considering that he has been a, a pro for, uh, what is that, 12 years now? Um, that's nuts. That's crazy um, to have that kind of a takedown defense over such a long period of time. Um, but I just think that, again, point fighting, especially in a realm like this where he is a little bit older, um, or no, just kidding. They're the same age. Sorry, I thought he was older than than uh, uh, whatever he loathe, um, Mosar. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just I I have a feeling that Allen is gonna get starched pretty bad. But we'll see. He did fight uh, Max Holloway uh, last year. That was a good fight. He did lose though um, via decision yeah, went, to went all rounds. Yeah, went all rounds with Max Holloway. I mean, mm-hmm. we know how he fights and. High pace, so at I, least you know yeah. the cardio is going to be there. High That's pace, true. lots of lots of striking. So I I would expect that we probably see these guys stand and bang for a little bit. But ultimately, I could see Mozart taking it to the ground, yep. doing his thing, and uh, that's the tail of the tape, right? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, another thing too we should probably mention now. So submission would be obviously a uh, physical or ver- verbal tap by another fighter. Knockout would be fighter gets knocked out technical knockout is when a ref stop is the stops the fight meaning the ref sees something that uh could pose some danger to another fighter so they dictate it as a as a stop the fight um then you have a judge's decision which would be either a or or the fight goes the full full rounds whatever it might be three or five rounds and uh the judges decide who wins essentially by points um, another thing too, I forgot to mention about Movsar. He just barely fought against, uh, Diego Lopez, Yeah, which Diego Lopez is nuts. And that fight was awesome. Yeah. I think, excuse me. They both did awesome. Lopez has really good ground game. He's got really good striking, but Movsar was able to hold down Diego almost the entire time. And then he ended up, uh, winning a unanimous decision as well so he got the points he put up a good fight and i think he's going to do it again tomorrow or tonight yeah and uh, just to hit on that actually unanimous decision right so uh you have three judges unanimous decision means that all three judges scored the fight in your favor split decision means that one or two of the judges decided differently so just something to note there as well yep yeah sorry i forgot to uh to give that call out as well but now we're going to move on to Chris Action Man Curtis versus Mark Andre Powerball Biriot. Big fat name. Dude, um, I love I love Chris Curtis. I'm going to I'm going to come out straight up and say it. You're going to come out? I'm It's Mount Standard <laughs> thing. Dude. Chill out. Oh yeah, yeah, Mount Standard. Listen. If you've never seen Chris Curtis fight, the man is exciting. He's okay. exciting. He's and exciting. he's a nice guy too. He's a nice guy. <laughs> he just I mean like you look up his picture, he's always smiling. He but here's smiling. here's some important stuff, okay? We're talking about 92% takedown defense with 17 knockouts, which is absolutely That's insane. Fantastic. What else do That's you want insane. out of an exciting fighter? Not taking to the ground, we're just standing bang. That's insane. 17 fighter, 17 knockouts. Last time he fought too was a uh, which would have been a great, exciting fight, but they uh, two fighters clashed heads, and then yeah. it was a doctor stoppage, and they called it a no uh, no competition. So that kind of sucked, but nah, there's no contest. We're we're in for a good fight here. We yeah. got a guy who likes to finish things fast. Power bar, he's great. I mean, we have we he's got wins by knockout. Mm-hmm. He's got first round finishes, but 
when we look at average fight time, 15 minutes for power bar. And what is it for Chris? 10 minutes. Yep. We're like, we're, we're talking about two differing opponents here. One that likes to finish stuff. The other one who does finish stuff, but probably doesn't get it done as often as Chris does. Yeah. He's got seven first round finishes versus, I mean, power ball, power bar has six, but mind you though, he is, he's not, I mean, both of these guys are not going to take it to the ground. And I uh, just based off of stats and based off of what I've seen from Chris Curtis, it's going to be a knockout in my opinion. Um, and it's probably going to be early. I'm going to guess second round finish Chris Curtis. I'm in, I'm totally in for that. For this next fight, another banger. This is going to be a banger. It's going to be a banger, uh, with freaking Magny's head hitting the, <laughs> the freaking ground <laughs> after it's Mike sad, knocks man. him out. It's sad. Cause the, <laughs> here's the thing. Neil Magny, Oh, we should probably say the name. So Neil, the Hayden sensation, Hayden Hayden, Hayden versus Mike proper Mallet. Yeah. Magny been in the UFC forever. I mean, the guy, the guy's a, the guy's a vet, love him, hate him, whatever you want. But the dude's been there for a long time. Unfortunately, last handful of fights, not so great, right? He's kind of lost that flair. He's lost that edge, Mm -hmm. but he's coming in against the guy who has the edge, who has the flair. Talking about a guy who's on a six-win streak right now. I mean, listen, love Neil Magny, hate Neil Magny. It's going to be an exciting fight. Either way, I'm going to give it to good old proper Mike. Yeah, I'm going to give it to proper Mike as well. Just based on his stats, he's he's a fast fighter. He's uh, He wants to get to that belt status as well. So I think that's definitely going to go uh, proper's way. He's got the ground game. He's got the knockout game, the striking game. I think it's definitely going to go his way. Um, he came out of Dana White's contender series too. So, which is fantastic, uh, man. Yeah. I, I think the contender, dude, the contender series is bringing so many great fighters to the game. It's awesome. I mean, that's what brought Bo Nickel. Yeah. Bo Nickel came straight from the contender series. Um, okay. Now we're moving on to the last two fights of the night. We've got Raquel Rocky Pennington versus Myra Shitara Buena Silva. And this is for the, uh, bantamweight title indeed, yeah indeed. i said wait is the bantamweight i think it is one second let me just double ju- yes bantamweight women's bantamweight title fight um i i we were talking to get about this again yeah. before the fight carlos is really uh he really digs raquel but i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna give it to myra listen man on paper myra should take it but i'm gonna give this i'm, I'm gonna go upset and go go raquel pennington i think that her in octagon IQ is mm-hmm. solid. I think that she is coming off some amazing fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, she likes to stand and brawl. She's got the takedown. She fights for a long time, man, but I think she's got the grit to outlast uh, Myra. Uh, obviously, Myra is the more aggressive fighter, which we're definitely going to see. She's going to come in and try to prove something, especially after having gotten that last win overturned due to some ADHD medication. Yeah, which is crazy. So they they overturned her last win against Holly Holm um, due to they she failed a drug test. So they fought, she failed the drug test, and then they eventually traced it back to uh, ADHD meds. ADHD so, meds, man. Nothing, nothing yeah. like ADHD. I mean, I guess, you know, going back, you know, we have the Greg Hardy and... Uh, right, yeah. That the, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, so what happened with Greg Hardy was he was in the cage and then... Uh, his uh, corner gave him an inhaler, and yeah, that is an inhaler. Yeah, which is very, very against the rules. Legitimate steroids, yeah, right? Literally steroids. You're taking like an enhancer for your uh, like. I'm gonna get more oxygen in so, my lungs. So we'll let, we'll let ADHD meds slide. But no, yeah. I mean she's out for blood. I mean that's yeah. that's what I would be if I were in her and position. And it's a it's a title fight. You know, both these both these women are gonna be really putting everything they've got on the line. I think it's gonna be an exciting um, fight for sure. It For definitely sure. is going to be one of the more exciting fights. I think the only downside to Pennington again is like, she's just, she's a slow starter, dude. And you know, and they mentioned this in the presser. Um, Myra mentioned it. She just said that she's a, she's a slow fighter. You know, she, she doesn't think uh, uh, Myra has very exciting um, uh, fighting style. And she thinks it just uh, uh, will put people to sleep. Um I totally agree. So I totally agree, even though I'm rooting for her. I do agree that she is a boring fighter, but I think that when you keep that pace, 
mm-hmm. against somebody who's frantic, who's trying to go in there, start you. If she can keep her composure, man, I think we'll see something out of her. Yeah, and I think we saw that very clearly in the uh, uh, Shevchenko fight versus, um, um, oh, crap, why did I just forget her name? Oh, crap. Oh, well, it was it was the last uh, Shevchenko fight where she lost the belt. Um, dang, I apologize, guys. I don't know why I can't remember her name, but... Uh, Grasso? Yeah, Grasso. She, she kept her composure in the entire fight, and then she waited for that one submission. You know, like, it, it, I think as long as uh, Raquel can do the same thing she walks out with a title tonight um but i honestly i just i don't see it happening i think Meyer wins a fight um easily too i think she'll she'll knock out raquel yeah just yeah. like uh duplice is gonna knock out strickland yeah 100 percent. i really do believe that <laughs> listen man let's move on to that because that's what <laughs> um, we're trying to get to right yeah i think another quick quick note uh interestingly this is the second title fight in women's bantamweight history that has not included Ronda Rousey or Amanda Nunez. Oh my god, it's pretty crazy, that's honestly. Crazy, actually, that's pretty crazy um, stat. All right, guys, here's the banger, the doozy: Drikus still knocks Duplices versus Sean Strickland. Oh, this is my. another title fight. This is uh, uh, the first title defense for Mister Sean Strickland after he won the belt um, from Izzy. Israel Andesanya. Um and you can say what you want about that fight. You can be a fan of either person, but you can't tell me that you watched that Strickland fight. Strickland won that fight fair and square, hundred like, percent. Let's just lay that out mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I love Izzy as much as the next guy, but yeah. damn. Yeah, Strickland dude. put on a show. It was a clinic, striking clinic. Honestly, which is insane because usually it's never said the opposite way from Izzy. Usually it's Izzy put on a striking clinic. Izzy was going insane, but this time around, I don't know what the hell happened to Izzy. Well, I know what happened. Strickland shut him down. He couldn't carry out his game plan, and Strickland knew how to win. You know, I think I, a lot of props to Strickland, and I think he's a he's honestly a fantastic fighter. He's a vet, bro. He's been in the UFC for a long time. He's got a big fat record, twelve he wins by decision. Give a shit, he doesn't yes. give a shit about that's, anybody. That's a thing that I wanted to point out, like highlight it. Um, Strickland has little to no expectation of keeping this title. He's been in the UFC for so long, and honestly, this like win from from or this fight from Izzy was like a godsend for this for this guy. Honestly, because after he got starched by Alex Pereira, uh, like last year or the year prior to, um, I think a lot of people wrote him off at that point. You know. Yeah. I don't think many people really saw him as a threat in the uh, middleweight division, but then this fight with Izzy came up. Dude, immediately when that fight came up, I was like, I think Izzy's going to lose. You know, it, wow. Sean is just so volatile, dude. He is so unpredictable that he almost like makes it easier for him to win by being so unpredictable because you're counting as a fighter. You're counting on people being predictable. You're counting on watching their game, watching them do what they do and being able to counter their, or their offense and have decent defense. But then you have a fighter like Sean Strickland that is erratic in his motions and puts on some of the absolute dog shit defense boxing I've ever seen in my life, but then still somehow manages to, obliterate Israel Desanya. Which is wild, right? You think it's dog shit, but like, no, man, there's there's a lot of strategy in there. I was actually telling a buddy of mine, it's like uh, Sean Strickland's the the basketball that you bounce on gravel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, dude. No, you honestly. that ball and it bounces everywhere, dude. That's that guy. I mean, yeah. you just never know like where he's going to come from. Mm-hmm. And we saw it, again, clinic against Adesanya. However, let's talk about Duplices here. Duplices is a powerhouse, man. I mean, we're talking about a guy who has won, what, three of his last fights by a finish. So mm-hmm. he's exciting. He just beat Robert Whitaker. Yeah, and it was a good win, it too. He starched Whitaker bad. win, dude. And then against Derek Brunson getting it, dude. I mean, like, listen. Dude, but I don't know. That, and see, this is where I, like, also kind of, like, hesitate because Derek Brunson also kind of sucks. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> fine. But we're talking Robert Whitaker, dude. That's his yeah, last yeah, fight. And listen, like the you, Reaper. You look at the top guys in this weight class, and mm-hmm. Robert Whitaker is always going to be one of those guys. Oh, yeah. And Duplices came in and just 
put it on, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, just put mm-hmm. it on. It was a beautiful fight. And you know what the crazy thing is? Is Robert Whitaker looked better than he has? Ever, like in a long, in long, a time. long time. He looked man. like Whitaker prior to fighting Izzy back in 2019. Yeah, it's like he's got, he got his morale back and then the came in and just, just stripped it. Down, yeah, right? dude. Like, he's just crazy, man. It's crazy. So here's the thing, right? We're looking at this fight from, from a couple different ways. We got a guy who just came off an amazing fight. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to put that on his better breathing because he finally got that nose surgery he was right. looking for, right? Yeah. Made a difference, obviously. Very clearly. And now he's going up against a guy who doesn't believe that he's even going to keep the belt. Mm-hmm. Which, mean, again, makes him so... Uh, I know I sound like a broken record saying this, but it makes him volatile. It makes him erratic. It makes him unpredictable. And that's why this fight is so hard for me to, like, I guess, make a prediction on. Because it can go either way. Honestly, genuinely, I think it can go in either way. Um, because Strickland's going to try to stand and bang. You know, he said it at the, the pre-fight presser. Oh, these guys are going to bang, dude. I, I <laughs> don't think that this is going to go to the ground. I don't think. I think Duplices has something to prove. Really? I do. I think that he's going to try to keep this thing standing up just to prove that he can knock him out. I, get, I mean, I don't. we've seen other fighters do it, and it's we been have. their downfall. You know, like, again, we spoke about this in the beginning, but you have these certain uh, skills and certain things that you hone in. Why not use those to your advantage? Why stand and bang? Why do that? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, For that reason being, though, I do think Duplices is going to walk out with a win. I think he's going to take it to the ground and submit Sean. Sean is so scared of his ground game, dude. The entire freaking uh, uh, pre-presser, he he continued, continued to drive home the that point of like stand and bang. I don't want to go to the ground. I want to fight. He kept telling Duplices, I want to fight, be a man, fight with me in the middle of the ring. He's scared of his ground game. He doesn't want to take it to the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's those, it's those mind games, right? Like it's those mind games, like they, they play him back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And so I agree with you. I think, I think Duplices is going to win. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we're looking at a TKO. I'm going to say TKO Duplices second round. Second round, second round, man. I think he's gonna feel him out in the first, as they do. He's gonna feel out Mm -hmm. the striking game. I think he's gonna come all out in the second round. If he doesn't finish in the second round, I see him deferring to his wrestling. But I believe that Duplice is gonna come out and try to prove a point against Mister Strickland Mm -hmm. and and try to finish him standing up, man. Either way, we're in for a great fight. Either way, I think Duplice walks away with it. And uh, honestly, truthfully, Strickland probably retires after this. I'm going to call it right now. You think so? Yeah, he's been in the UFC for quite some time. He got his belt. He reached that He reached that place where he's probably pretty happy financially. Mm-hmm. What else does he have to prove from here? You think he goes back and fights out of Sanya? Maybe, but not really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I would be... You know, I wouldn't be surprised, I think, if, if he did end up uh, uh, retiring after this fight. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go uh, Duplices round three by submission. All right, man. There we go. We got it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the call. We're in for some great fights. Um, yeah, I'm excited. have a great time. I'm excited. Um, but the question on everyone's mind is always going to be that that ever-looming, what, what the hell is the main fight for ufc 300 oh yeah yeah let's say let's 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 hit on on that that real fast real quick who do you think is gonna be well uh, well i think i already know i think we all know what it's gonna be chandler versus conor mcgregor yeah yeah 100 conor mcgregor is the biggest name in the fight game no matter no matter what what uh people say no matter who is saying it um no matter what new names are out there now conor mcgregor will most likely always and forever be the biggest fight in the fighting or biggest name in the fighting game. Yeah. And it's simply just because of his personality. I mean, oh, yeah. you can't, you can say what you want about the guy. You I mean, can, he's got pretty on, good skills, but I, it, it is because on of his paper, on paper, he's, he's above mediocre when it comes to yeah. the UFC. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But the guy can promote. Oh yeah. Who's he been promoting with? Michael freaking Chandler. Dude. Oh, yeah. I love watching that guy fight. Dude. Michael Chandler is one of the most exciting fires fighters in the UFC. He says right it right. Now. I am the most exciting fighter yeah. in the UFC. He is. He is. He he that fight he put up against uh um uh Gagey 
one of the best oh, fights I've ever seen in my life, dude. That was just, I mean, amazing. That, that's that's every fight fans dream fight that's the fight that you want people to watch that's the fight you want people to, to like witness when you're trying to introduce him to the ufc oh, that guy's getting knocked out oh now he's knocking out the other guy what, what the, the hell's going on yeah, dude that guy just jumped good. off the fence and did a backflip like what the it's <laughs> nuts man it's nuts i mean honestly though the listen ufc 300 might not be as good as 299 i'm gonna tell you right now 299 dude that thing is stacked, stacked. I, yeah. I they did themselves a disservice all those fights should have been on 300 oh yeah 100 percent. especially dustin dude that's crazy oh my gosh I he's mean, nearing he's just, the end for sure i mean for, for sure. sure but i like oh dude just crazy i agree with you i think i think the main event it, it's inevitable right they mm-hmm. got to finish out the tough season finale fight and yep. it's gonna be them right but how amazing can you imagine they bring back Khabib for a title fight for 300? Dude, well, he already said he wasn't. I know. that was So that was one thing that they asked his coach because he said uh, um, there was like some something that Khabib had said was like, oh, coach, like I now I need to keep watching my – or now I need to start watching my weight because uh, I'm back in fighting, fighting mode. And uh, I don't remember what – somebody had quoted it, but um, this started a whole thing about, oh, is, is he coming back for 300? That would be insane. And then his coach came out and said, no, he's not coming back. Um, which, again, could just be a ruse. You know, it could all be a lie. Can you imagine dude, McGregor oh, versus Khabib? Oh, my gosh. Dude, the world would lose its mind. <laughs> Holy crap. That would be nuts. That would be insane. I mean, the, the pay-per-views would – I mean, that oh, arena yeah. would be sold in moments. Moment. Yes, moments. Yes, seconds, dude. It would be gone. Can you imagine? McGregor comes back with a dolly. <laughs> Fs up Khabib and his entire team. <laughs> oh man oh that'd be crazy jake paul dude jake, jake paul is gonna enter the ring i don't know i could see it though can you imagine jake paul versus freaking i don't know bo nickel cody garbrandt dude <laughs> cody cody's on the card uh I know he's on the already card. yeah I know he's on the card. i'm excited um, to get him see him starched yeah dude. listen you're gonna hear this from me a lot <laughs> carlos has deeply rooted hate for cody garbrandt listen, it's not it's not hate it, let me correct you real quick it's not hate at all it's that i really really like watching cody garbrandt get knocked out <laughs> that's how i feel about ronda rousey dude <laughs> listen man it's, got, it's no hate against him but he just puts on i mean listen you look up cody garbrandt getting knocked out <laughs> highlight reels you'll have a blast man You'll have a blast. You, you oh, watch TJ so Dillashaw knock him out. You tell me you don't get a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, when I'm feeling like a little depressed or I've like had a just rough day or something, I'll pull up Ronda Rousey versus Amanda Nunez. Oh, and dude. just watch it over and over Bro, again. I, I can watch Holly Holm knock. Oh, Ronda that was Rousey such a beautiful off. knockout, oh, my too. Oh, gosh. That leg insane. kick to the dome. Money. Oh, my gosh. Dude, those um, wet dreams. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Standard type shit. Hell, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, Mount Standard Time. Mount Standard um, But, yeah, I think uh, hopefully we had some more information regarding that. I have a creeping suspicion we'll probably hear something about it uh, tonight after um, the fights in the post-presser. Um, just from Dana, I'm sure somebody's going to bring it up and he'll announce the fight. Somebody or McGregor's just going to walk up into the, the yeah. analyst box 60 after the fight. 60 Gs, baby! <laughs> dude McGregor. oh man um, anyway yeah man we got some we got some solid fights coming up uh yeah ufc 299 we're we'll be back hard for that one there's a lot oh, yeah. to talk about in that one yeah i don't even know what's on 298 right now yeah i haven't dude, even looked i haven't looked either i'm still I think max, 299 right now is it max fighting on 298 uh, max holloway you know i don't know we I, can, we'll, you, I haven't looked at 298 <laughs> You know we'll have an episode up, though, by then. Yeah, let's do it. But, <laughs> um, yeah, our goal man. for the next episode, too, is going to be uh, release it hopefully the week of yeah. so uh, so people have a little bit more time to listen and uh, make their own Just. guesses. Um, as this is our first episode, we, at this moment, are trying to get up a website and some social media, um, but hopefully soon so you guys... look us up yet. Yeah, don't look us up yet. But hopefully soon you guys can uh, message us on Instagram uh, or Facebook, Twitter, whatever it might be. If you guys have questions, concerns, suggestions, uh, feel free to message us. Uh, yeah. We're going to try to make our Instagram name be MMA Amigos. MMA so, Amigos. If, if you're too mean to us, we'll put you on blast. Yeah, yeah. We'll say bad stuff about your mom or something. Yeah, we're going to stab you with an EpiPen. What the hell? <laughs> Hit that EpiPen, boy. Hit that EpiPen. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is MMA Amigos. MMA You've got Amigos. Gabe and Carlos. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. And hopefully we get our 
predictions right. Hasta luego. Hasta luego.